Today is Tuesday, December the 26th, 2023, and this is a Daily Inc. update. For the next five days, in this national news report, I will be revisiting major stories that occurred in the U.S. even a few years ago that were presented in a certain light by the mainstream media and political leaders with the intentions of getting a particular reaction or result from the American viewers. But as we look at those stories again in hindsight, the entire narrative has been turned on its head, and a lot of that is a result of very tenacious people determined to get to the facts and truth of the matter. These investigative reporters, or just simply citizens, have not relented in getting that information out and bringing it to the public's attention, which is the way that normal journalism is supposed to work. The first story I'm going to use to kick off the series is from 2020. It's the arrest and death of George Floyd in Minneapolis, Minnesota in May of that year. Police were called to a convenience store after Floyd handed the clerk counterfeit bills. Floyd was approached by a police officer named Alex King, who is also black, as George Floyd is. Floyd was not compliant at any point in talking to King, and he certainly resisted arrest, throwing himself practically out of the back of the squad car. Floyd ended up being on the road with four officers bent over him in order to restrain him. They also called an EMS because they suspected he was having a medical incident. Floyd then died hours later. The video of one officer with his knee on the shoulder and neck of Floyd was immediately put out to the public and connected to the statements that were made from Floyd that he couldn't breathe. The video of Officer Derek Chauvin was taken from only one angle by a bystander on the side of the road. The story and that video went viral with a large contingency of political leaders and the media suggesting that police violence in arresting Floyd is what caused his death. And then the whole issue of racism was brought into the mix because Derek Chauvin happened to be white, although Derek Chauvin was not the arresting officer. In short order, there were protests and demands for justice, and that led to vandalism, break-ins, and then massive looting. Then there was full-blown fire of property, leaving that whole city to look like a war zone. Within weeks, the violence and riots were all replicated in other urban centers throughout the U.S., and it all seemed to conveniently get initiated by people waiting in the wings, willing to cause violence and chaos. The economic damage done after months of these riots and burnings came in at billions of dollars, never mind the psychological toll on the fabric of American unity. Fast forward to October of 2023, when Alpha News dropped a devastating documentary on the George Floyd case. It's called The Fall of Minneapolis. The film is produced by Liz Collins, and it methodically takes the viewer through all of the police body camera footage from the moment they arrived at the Cups convenience store in Minneapolis to loading George Floyd into an ambulance. The documentary also adds additional footnotes to the comments and actions that were made during that arrest regarding George Floyd's past criminal record, his past addictions, his pre-existing medical conditions, his continued resistance to police instruction. Come on, walk with me. Walk with me. Walk with me. Stand up. Why are you doing me like this? Stand up. Come on. We're trying to get out of the street here so you don't get hit by a car. And the confirmed lies that he told police while they were arresting him. I just lost my mom, man. Floyd was also recovering from COVID and expressed an inability to breathe long before police had him on the ground. Right now. And I just had COVID, man. I don't want to go back to that. Okay, when I start breathing, when I start breathing, it's going to go off on me, man. Police body camera also shows him pulling a marijuana pipe from his pants and a pill inside Floyd's mouth as he was talking to police. 
a practice that he had done before in a 2019 arrest in order to hide the drugs that were on him. I couldn't see his hands. I, he was moving them out. We found out later he's probably eating dope. Hey, okay, Open your mouth. Spit out what you got. Spit out what you got. The documentary by Liz Collins goes on to have interviews with various forensic specialists, coroners, police officers, and police captains, all who shed light on this story in a whole different way, in a way that completely dissects and dismantles the prescribed narrative back in 2020 and shows an effort to cover up the facts at least long enough to allow for the subsequent riots and chaos that developed in Minneapolis and then various other cities. In patients that have acromegaly, they tend to die from cardiovascular complications such as heart attack or arrhythmias. Do you feel in a way they were trying to hide this information? I'm not sure if the medical examiners were trying to hide it, but it seems like the prosecutor team was trying to hide it. Liz Collins does an outstanding job with the interviews she conducted with various Minneapolis police officers who have now left the force, who confirmed that the restraining tactic that was used by police on George Floyd, which is the knee on the neck and the shoulder blade, was all part of their training, was not undue police violence, was not done out of racism, and certainly didn't cause Floyd's death. Were you trained in MRT, the maximal restraint technique? Yes. 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 Yes, I was. Yes, we all were. Yes, all the police officers were trained in the MRT. Your police chief said on the stand that he didn't recognize that technique. Mm-hmm. I, I heard him say that. It's tough to hear people lie, just straight lie. And again, goes right back to, for me, the good and the bad, like the right and the wrong. And for you to be under oath and just straight lie. These Nashville Story updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Inc. website. In this Daily Inc. section of this special report that will be occurring the last five days of 2023, I'm going to feature an interview between Truth and Media journalist Laura Logan and Louisiana Congressman Clay Higgins. Now, back in the fall of this year, Higgins made some headlines when he questioned the director of the FBI and brought up the issue of ghost buses arriving at the January 6th event. Higgins says whistleblowers told him those ghost buses unloaded undercover FBI agents or FBI informants, we're not sure which, in order to infiltrate the crowd at minimum, possibly even do more by influencing them to enter the Capitol building. You know what a ghost vehicle is? Director, director of the FBI certainly should. You know what a ghost bus is? A ghost bus? Ghost bus. I'm not sure I've used that term before. Okay. Well, pretty common in in law enforcement, it's a vehicle that's that's used for secret purposes. It's painted over. These two buses in the middle here, they were the first to arrive at Union Station on January 6th, 0500. I have all this evidence. I'm showing you a tip of this iceberg. Mr. Chairman. These two buses Mr. are Chairman. painted completely white. Point of order. Think, I think your time is expired, Mr. I note that, that other members across the aisle have been, been granted time, and I object well, to, my, to my question being, well, being closed. This is a very significant hearing, Mr. Chairman, and these buses are nefarious in nature and were filled with FBI informants dressed as Trump supporters.
Before Higgins was elected to Congress, he was a law enforcement officer, becoming a captain in 2014 at the St. Landry Parish. So unmarked vehicles was something that Higgins was very familiar with from his time in law enforcement. This is the starting point for the interview with Laura Logan. A ghost vehicle in law enforcement is not an uncommon reference. It's, it's a vehicle that's been purposefully concealed, whereby it's not easy to identify. So no license plate's been painted over from its original cover. In this case, these two buses were totally painted white, like a, a cheap, fast overspray over all of the markings. So when you have two charter buses show up, the very first buses to show up in Union Station on January 6th. Around 5 a.m.? Around 5 a.m. The initial witness, another charter bus owner, arrived at, at 5.20. He thought he would be the first to arrive because he knew the schedule of all the other charter buses, and he knew that most of the buses would begin arriving around 6. So this charter bus operator was a very experienced man, very squared away. When he arrived with his couple of buses, these two white buses were, were, to his surprise, already there. And he immediately noticed that there was, these buses were odd because they were totally painted over. It was a bad paint job. There was no markings, no phone numbers, no company name, totally outside the parameters of the way charter buses are required to operate and by law. So he said, these buses are weird and no one was getting out. I'll feature more of this discussion between Higgins and Logan in the next Daily Inc. episode. Thanks for listening to this Daily Inc. update.